All right, it is time to celebrate because this is the year of the rabbit. This week, Asian Americans, not to mention Asians around the world, they're celebrating Lunar New Year. It's a time marked by gatherings with friends, family, and loved ones, and often some really delicious meals. Louisa Chu is a Chicago Tribune food critic, and she joins us now to talk about some restaurants, cafes, bakeries, and other food haunts that you might consider in Chicago's Chinatown this weekend or any time. Hey, Louisa, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Sasha Ann. So Lunar New Year kicked off last weekend. It's a a celebration that goes on for a couple of weeks. I wonder Mm -hmm. how you've marked the occasion so far. Lots of food uh, and a fair amount of drink, especially with uh, bubble or boba tea. Um, And uh, I'm just going to pretty much continue that trend for at least in, you know, in sincere effort for the next week or so. Not that I don't do it all the time for the Tribune. Yeah. Well, you know, so that we all understand, Louisa, talk about the role that food plays in this holiday. So typically... The holiday actually kicks off on Lunar New Year's Eve, a lot like how we celebrate the solar calendar New Year's Eve. So family, uh, friends and family will gather uh, on New Year's Eve with a big banquet, and uh, you want to eat lucky foods, Mm. Um, you know, things like dumplings, um, you know, noodles. So dumplings always uh, represent, um, they look, you know, supposedly like a little fortune sack. Um, I'm not sure how many of us actually carry little fortune sacks like that anymore, but just to be on the safe side. Um, and then noodles, uh, you know, long, stretchy noodle poles for a long life. And then there are certain, certain foods, too, like the sticky uh, rice that you'll see in a lot of different cakes mm-hmm. and desserts and, you know, other kind of, you know, sweet dumplings as well. So good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you recently published a, a Chicago Food Critics Guide to a Perfect Day in Chinatown. So mm-hmm. I, I want to dig into that. So many great places on this list, but I, I'm curious, how long did it actually take you to come up with this? <laughs> um, too long. Uh, I Actually, <laughs> I should say I've probably been working on this my whole life and, uh, you know, inherited the spirit of my uh, great-grandfather's who, uh, you know, their history, which dates back about a century in Chicago, is where my family roots first started. Even though I myself am a, you know, immigrant from Hong Kong, mm-hmm. um, as a baby, they first came over and went back and forth. And so, oh. um, yeah, but it really, you know, with intention, I revisited Chinatown because my family never lived there. So like a lot of people, I come to this as someone who, you know, really uh, loves the neighborhood, but also comes to it as a visitor as well. What would you say are some of your best Chinatown childhood memories? Oh, boy. So where the museum, the Chinatown Museum is now, used to be a market, um, a big warehouse wholesale market called Guangyik. And um, I remember the uh, older men who used to work there who let me stick my hand into a barrel of dried shrimp and <laughs> pick one of those out as a treat. Oh, my and gosh. That, yeah. And so that was probably one of my earliest food memories. And it's so distinctive, that kind of like crunchy texture and that really, can, you know, like I can smell it now. It's like oh. that umami aroma. Um, but, uh, but <laughs> I yeah, love, I that. love that. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward <laughs> to adulthood. I know that your perfect mm-hmm. day in Chinatown, it starts off with a morning coffee. And uh, yeah. about a, a Chiu Kwan Bakery. Yes. What do you love about that spot? 
So they are the oldest Chinese bakery in Chinatown, um, originally opened in 1986 across the street. And then they opened this kind of gleaming brand new bakery um, that has become best known for their cha siu bao, which is that ruby red barbecue pork mm. that's stuffed, just like overstuffed into this bronze baked bun, and it's so incredibly filling and beautiful and delicious, but, um, you know, some of the, I, I was reading some of the other fan favorites have become, of course, their sweet egg tarts, but not too sweet, mm-hmm. because that's really important in Asian uh, food and culture. Oh, why, and, why is that? Um, you know, it's just a preference. We don't really have that much of a culture in sweet desserts or sweet foods, okay. and so one of the highest compliments that you can pay sometimes is, um, oh, it's great because it's not too sweet. Ah, uh, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> right. And then um, I love the coffee milk tea, um, which is uh, in Chinese is called the yunyang, which is like the yunyang sign. Oh. Um And um, I love that. And then also I have to get the pineapple bun, which actually doesn't have pineapple in it, um, but the top allegedly looks kind of like the outside of the fruit, and um, oh, okay. I love it. That's I where the it. name comes from. So exactly. let's talk about your palate, <laughs> Louisa. Yeah. How has that developed over the years? I mean, you were born in Hong Kong, raised mm-hmm. in Chicago. Yeah. You've lived in L.A. You've lived in Paris. Mm-hmm. Have all these cities shaped what you personally find delicious? You know, I think it has to because I have a better appreciation for um, really technically complicated, precise, well-executed food and drink. And so, um, you know, but as much as I say that, of course, I go back to some of the staples like we were talking about at the bakery, but then also really appreciating some of the newer places that are in Chicago's Chinatown, too. For example, the first craft cocktail bar in Chinatown, Nine Bar, mm-hmm. they're doing things there with food and drink that we're not finding really just about anywhere else in the world right now um, because it so much speaks to the evolution of the you know, of our place here in Chicago. Um, also, that family, the Wang family, uh, took over Moon Palace, which is, you know, originally a Shanghainese restaurant, and they transformed it into a takeout counter in front and this really dark, sleek cocktail bar, which kind of feels like you could be in Shanghai um, or Singapore. And um, oh, that but, sounds you know, cool. It's so amazing. But then they have a cocktail that was inspired by um, the Wang Mom's Mai Tai, which uh, was famous for being super strong, but they're making a house-made almond cookie orgeat, uh, which is an infused liqueur. And um, it's like no one else is doing that in the world right mm. now. So it's it's amazing. With almond cookies that are baked in Chinatown, by the way. Oh, almond cookies. My yeah. goodness. <laughs> My mouth is watering. <laughs> okay. The next stop in your Chinatown guide is not uh, a place to eat, though mm-hmm. there are, of course, incredible places nearby. I'm talking about mm. the Chinatown Gate. Talk about that yes. landmark. Yes, absolutely. So along with all of the eating, I figured, you know, we have to work it off a little bit. Um, so the Chinatown Gate was... Um, originally a nod to these ancient symbols, um, these architectural gateways that you'll find, you know, symbolizing entrances to Chinatowns worldwide. Uh, The Chinatown Gate in Chicago 
which arches over Wentworth at Cermak Road, was originally built in 1975, but was um, refurbished in the past few years. So some people might remember these red tiles. Now it's a blue plaque and in Chinese letters, and um, you can take a, you know, photo, take the selfie uh, with the gold characters on the front, which is a Chinese idiom that you know, says the world belongs to the Commonwealth or the world belongs to all. It's this famous Chinese idiom. Or on the back, the four cardinal principles of Confucianism, propriety, righteousness, integrity, and shame, which is a literal, but like a sense of shame, not necessarily like you're being shamed. I see. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, and then also look above along Wentworth for these stunning strings of Red Lanterns, which you'll see in the Chinatown Guide, which were captured so beautifully by John Kim, our photographer. And I always like to say our photographers, I can take photos. They make photos. So important. Oh, food photos. I mean, it's all about the photo that's captured. Amazing. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking with Louisa Chu, a food critic at the Chicago Tribune, about some lucky foods to start your Lunar New Year off on the right foot. And as we just heard, she is throwing in some architecture, some history, and more. So for lunch, Louisa, you recommended heading to the 88 Marketplace Food Court. It's technically west of Chinatown, but close enough, right? Yes, exactly. It's in kind of that, you know, sort of industrial warehouse zone that's, uh, you know, if people are familiar with Chinatown, between like Chinatown to the expressway, and um, that area is uh, now home to 88 Marketplace this what I like to call an Asian food wonderland. And yes, because it's got a lot of court. options. Yes, exactly. And so I know that a lot of people feel like they, you know, again, have to have dim sum and dumplings. And um, so the food court is now home to a uh, a, a dumpling vendor called Ying Dim, dim Sum. Mm-hmm. And it seems like every table had the steamer baskets. And um, so I've also had their uh, handmade rice rolls, and they're terrific. Um, I also love at a place called, um, literally a place in Northeast, and um, they have a black porridge, which is available hot or cold, but they almost always sell out. So try to go. Yeah, I always make a beeline as soon as I get there. And half the time, you know, they tell me, no, we're sold out. I'm like, okay. So I get instead a stuffed meat pancake. uh, (laughs) Oh, um, okay. Good substitute. Yeah. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And um, fry and um, make make and fry to order on this long, flat griddle right in front of you. So it's kind of like, um, you know, like lunch or dim sum in a show, too. Oh, my gosh. Lots to choose from there. I know they've got Mm -hmm. lots of snacks. You talk about sweet white rabbit lace, potato chips, and snail noodles. We can't forget boba tea, though. You recommend this spot that's called Teamo Boba Bar. Why'd that make your list? Because... Mia Wan, um, who created Tamo Boba Bar, actually opened her first outlet in Hyde Park um, on the campus of University of Chicago. But hers really focused on organic products whenever possible. Plus, she added house-made cakes that are made at the Chinatown location. And so she and I were talking about all of the different kinds of flavors. And it was so funny because, um, you know, for people who are familiar with boba, of course, there are the uh, chewy tapioca pearls, and there's just a right kind of texture that you want to get, which can be challenging. If some places are, like, too busy, they're maybe not quite right or too slow. Mm. Hers are just perfect. And, again, not too sweet. 
And then, um, so she and I share a favorite right now uh, of all the many different flavors, and it's the Dalgona Matcha with Boba. And my mouth is watering just thinking about it. Oh, my and goodness. So it's, great, <laughs> it's a great combination. You can choose your milk, you know, either organic dairy milk or soy milk and green tea foam, which is beautiful, adds just like a certain beautiful, like, texture and bitterness, light, light bitterness to it. Wow. And um, a strawberry yogurt cake. So, um, so good. Yeah. So good. Listen, before I let you go, I, I've got to talk about this dinner recommendation of yours. You picked Lao Sichuan, yeah. another yeah. restaurant in Chinatown. What are they best known for? They are best known for what's almost become like a Chicago style dish. Um, it is uh, the chef's special dried chili chicken, and um, it's deep fried chicken bits, which is stir fried with what looks like this whole like riot, like of red chili peppers, and but you can choose your level of spiciness. You can choose from not spicy, which my mom usually likes. Mom chew is a super taster, so I usually get things not spicy, and then you add your own hot sauce, or you can order extra spicy, and they will make it to order. And um, But I love the spicy cabbage, which is so cool and crunchy, and if you're dining in, you actually get a dish complimentary, but you can also order it for takeout, which wow. I highly, highly recommend too. Love that option. Yeah. Louisa Chu is a food critic at the Chicago Tribune. Thank you so much for joining us. And again, happy new year. Happy lunar new year. Happy year of the rabbit, Sashan.